Kia ora and welcome to Jules from NZ, a podcast from a Kiwi chick, chocker with roleplay gaming chat and world lore of the most fantasy place ever, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Chur. Kia ora, tēnā koutou katoa. Hello and welcome back to all of you to Jules from NZ. Kei te pehe koutou, how are you all? Well, I mean, kei te pai, I am good. Uh, there's a lot going on in my house right now. Uh, mainly uh, not me, not me has been in my house for the last like week or two. Um, it's kind of frustrating a little bit, but that's renovation for you. I'm redoing my bathroom. Um which has been a long time coming. My dad and I have been saving for a while. Uh, obviously, my dad and I, because my dad and I co-own this house. So we've been saving for a while. The downstairs to- bathroom never had a toilet in it um, and just was set up in a really bizarre, not user-friendly way um, with the shower down there. And then the upstairs bathroom has like a bath and a toilet, um, which meaning that like your guests have to go upstairs to use the toilet and if you can never use a bath because like it's the only toilet in the house so then if you're using the bath people are like I need to go to the bathroom and you're like great I'm in the bath you know um so bathrooms have never been right so I'm really excited about them being right it's just that going without a shower for like a while is kind of a pain in the butt um and also the plumber while he was looking at the upstairs toilet as to why I was like you know sometimes it doesn't flush properly or whatever um he broke it even more so now the toilet is kind of broken so I just kind of haven't been staying here honestly I've been staying at my partner's parents house um I've been coming home to run games and pack more clothes and use the internet here and like generally hang out here a little bit sometimes just to get away and be by myself but mostly staying the night at my partner's parents places and then showering there in the morning and going to work so I feel like I haven't really been living in my own house and everything has been about driving everywhere and it's just been a real pest and pain lately but it is fine um also our painter that was um employed for the job fell off a scaffold in the job before mine he's okay like but he injured his arm and so couldn't do my job so that meant that dad and I had to swing into action because if we didn't paint the bathroom it wasn't going to happen this week and the bathroom is going to be delayed another week and I just I couldn't deal with that so me and all of my painting training uh, from back in the days when I used to work in the paint department of the hardware store, just swung into action. Dad and I have been painting the house for the last week uh, after work and any time that we get free. Uh, and uh, we've just put the second top coat on. I'm going to have a look at it tonight and see what I think. Um, and before I go to uh, Paul's parents' place again tonight, I might do a third coat uh, before I go. So that's kind of been my life lately, just trying to paint um we've did like two or three undercoats as well as um two or maybe three top coats so just really want to make sure that this bathroom is ready and perfect and awesome and that uh it does not get all gross and moldy again like it had done like the jib was actually moldy which is why we had to take it off and out and redo everything um we've actually put x pole which is that underfloor sort of almost like polystyrene but not quite polystyrene but like that stuff that you put underneath the floor to give you um you know an insulation and um this house had terribly thin what we call pink bats here because they are pink um 
and uh, they've sort of got that fiberglass stuff through it. Um, we've taken that out and actually put in newer, um, you know, like more synthetic but better for you um, and also really nice thickly packed um, insulation into the walls too. So it was a good opportunity to do all of that while we were there. Now my bathroom is going to be the warmest room in my house, which is kind of hilarious. Um, so eventually I'll get around to doing insulation for the rest of it because it really needs it. I'm sitting here and it's winter and I'm freezing my butt off, but that's okay. Uh, we're busy. I'm, I'm sweating well and painting, so maybe I should just paint all the time. Um, <laughs> that would be exhausting. God, I really hope I don't have to do that. Um, so anyway, that's that's what my life's been like lately. Um, it has been crazy busy, but it's been good. Um, the other things that I've been doing lately, obviously still running games, still running all of the um, the Icewind Dale uh, Sundays and the Ghosts of Salt Marsh Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're all clocking along really well. I'd love to tell you all about them, but um, I've actually already recorded the uh, Tales of Equestria portion of today and there's a bit, there's a bit there. So uh, I want to try and not ramble too much in this first part so that we can have a nice tight episode and I'm not spending another hour um, talking to you all again today. Or at least that's the plan. Um, we'll see how this goes. Um but I do have a couple of things I wanted to tell you about how they went. Um, I got to do another uh, quest book booking um, where, you know, like uh, paid paid DMing. Um, this one, she Genevieve Zerth, uh, she had booked me a while ago um, to do her birthday. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. She was going to play with her friends. Uh, she's always like her daughter is always kind of playing games and stuff. Um, playing D&D and, and she plays with her daughter sometimes but this was going to be about her and her friends so um, and I was really excited about that because she said like none of them have really played any RPGs before but it's her birthday and she gets to choose what um, they do on her birthday so they're going to bloody play the game and they're going to like it so <laughs> so I had no idea what I was going to um, get myself into when I was there like how uh, the games were going to run, like if these people were even going to enjoy playing, like I had no idea. But when I got there and got introduced to these ladies, they were a good 10 bottles of wine deep already um, and already uh, enjoying themselves and having a hell of a time razzing each other. And, and you can tell that they're really, really close friends. So I was like, you know what, um, they seem nervous. They said like, like they, you know, um, Genevieve was very excited um, about it, but her friends seem nervous and unsure. And that's pretty standard, honestly, when you're um, new to RPG and you don't really know what to expect. But I'd turned up in full costume, full pirate attire, um, and uh, with a bunch of fun toys for them to play with on the night, um, you know, I'd, I'd got a paper paper ship um, and things like that for them to sail around a, a map. And um, yeah, I was, I was still feeling pretty confident. Um, due to how much wine there had been consumed and um, all the nervous energy in the room and the fact that I was playing with seven players, um, the beginning of the game piece that usually only takes a good 20 minutes for us to set up, look at character sheets, talk through what they mean, um, introduce your your basics of your character to everybody, like pick a name and what your race and class is and what that means that you look like. Um, 
I normally speed run that um, and then tell them to kind of put their sheets down and ignore them essentially for the for the remainder of the game or not ignore them completely but I, I very carefully say that at the start put your sheets down put them away let's ignore them for a moment and let's just play this game um, and basically I do that to be like yes I know the sheet's intimidating but it's okay the, the, the sheet isn't the main point of the game here the sheet is um, just a way for us to play the game. It's just the rules, but we can play the game majority of it by just talking and having some fun and, you know, we'll refer to the sheets when we need to. So, um, and that was good. They relaxed a little bit and we had some um, hilarity, but all of that took like an hour to get them settled and basically in character. One of them was like, God damn it, I'm a gnome. I'm like out in the garden. I'm ugly and I'm short. And like, just put, pick me up and put me in my pocket. And she just was really... Um, she chose the sheet because she liked the sound of the druid, right? Like she liked the nature and the um, the turning into an animal and that kind of stuff. She liked the sound of all of that. But then she saw that she was a gnome and because um, I work with pregens and um, she wasn't a fan of that. So I had to Google search some cool um, art of some gnomes and I found this cool like, you know, tinkering gnome with this chick with bright pink ponytails and looking awesome. And I showed her that and she was she was on board after that. Uh- <laughs> But it's it's funny what people get hung up on um, with their sheets and stuff. I couldn't have seen that coming. But, you know, she was she was totes on board after that. She turned herself into a shark later on in the game, but still with her pink ponytails, which, of course, as you know, is completely allowed. So um, that was adorable and uh, awesome. And they were really into it. After a while, they got really into it. They were they were very um, on board with the story of it, um, moving their little tokens around the map the one time that they got to fight. Um, the sea hag got taken down with vicious mockery about how her seaweed was seaweed was so passe um, and didn't she know that that was out of, like, you know, like last season's clothing. Um, and uh, she died uh, with, a, with a, you know, a painful um, psychic... <laughs> energy about how she looks <laughs> rude ruthless but awesome um and um yeah it was a really 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 fun game but one of my favorite moments of the game has actually happened near the start so I was explaining to them who they were and that they were part of this whistle whistle adventuring company they may not have worked with each other before but they're all part of the the whistle whistles and how they easily identify each other when they're coming into town for this mission and they've all been sent these letters and they might be coming together or they might be coming by themselves to the town with these letters but you would easily be able to identify each other because um, somewhere on your armor on like a tattoo on your body or embroidered into your robes is a ww the, the symbol of the whistle whistles and i was like what does this look like on your as part of their character description you know i was like where's your ww what does this look like you know tell me something interesting about your character like you know usual setup stuff but as i said the tell me about um, where this WW would be on you. They didn't even let me kind of finish and like go to individual um, introductions. They all simultaneously as one pulled up sleeves, you know, um, uh, pulled down their, co- like the collar of their shirt to reveal their collarbones or whatever it was. They all just did this movement instantaneously. And I saw in every one of those spaces, so like some of them on their collarbones and some of them on their wrists and some of them on, you know, on um, further up their arm and stuff, these tattoos, the same tattoo 
every one of these women had gone and got a tattoo together um, as a joint, you know, as a friendship move. And they were like, yeah, we all have these. Um, and that's how we can identify each other. And they just burst out laughing. And I was like, that's amazing. Um, friendship goals to be in, you know, like in your 40s and, and have, have friends so tight that you like all have had tattoos together. These seven women, they're still playing together. They told me that um, that was one of their wishes. And so what they do for like birthdays and that kind of thing is one of them goes, I've always wanted to do blah. And the other women just go, okay, we're doing it with you. So when Genevieve had said to them, I really want you guys to all play a game of D&D with me, they went, okay, we're doing it with you. And, and that's how close they are. And that's like their friendship kind of packed as such or, or something. And I was just like, how bloody cool, how cool to have this group of women who are just so supportive of each other. They are so very clearly hugely different from each other, but they just, you know, like they just are there for each other, get each other, endless support for each other. Um, I think they, at the end of the game, they were all surprised that they'd had so much fun. Like they really enjoyed the game. Every single one of them came up to me after the game and was like, I didn't expect to have that much fun, but I really enjoyed this piece of it. For some of them, it was the, you know, the puzzling out what the problem was. For some of them, it was just listening and being a part of a story being told. For some of them, it was like seeing that that character sheet and seeing all those options and knowing you have all these choices as to like how to impact the game. Um, like they really liked having the spells list and using those key spells to turn the tide, you know. Um, and it was awesome. It was an awesome experience, um, almost unrepeatable because of how tight and how awesomely supportive those women were of each other. And I was just very blessed to be there as a dungeon master and see that moment happen where they all just were like, okay, we're, you know, we're doing this for our friend and, and we're going to give this a damn good go. And they all just ended up having such a wonderful time together, just taking down the bad guys and, um, putting true love back together again, basically. And they were just, they asked me at the end of it, when's the screenplay coming out? I, I saw that happen in my head and now I need to see it happen like in front of me. And I just laughed like, you know, it was awesome. It was awesome, awesome, awesome. And so I just really wanted to share that with you guys. Um, those happy stories of D&D. I probably should have saved that one for RPG a day, I guess. <laughs> But like those those beautiful, happy stories, those times where as a dungeon master, you just go away and you feel re-energized, re-inspired, re full of love for this game. And the, the moments that we get to have are, are just, it, it's just a very special, um, it's a very special game, role play games. It's a, it's a very special uh, thing that we get to do and be a part of and help um, help, you know, uh, yeah, happen, happen. Happen is not the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean. Help do, <laughs> help these women have, yeah. Anyway, um, we've got some call-ins now, um, I believe. I've got Joey, Jason, and the Pink Phantom up next. I'm going to let them all talk to you a little bit, um, and then I'll jump back on. So, Joey, Jason, Pink Phantom, take it away. Yo, so totally my bad for not calling in on the last show. I don't know 
what happened. Well, actually, I do know what happened. Uh, <laughs> and it was because we talked about it off the air. <laughs> and then I forgot to call in, so my bad. And that also led to another interesting experience for me while I was listening to the show. When you were describing your table and the little acorny bits, I was thinking to myself, I was like, Dude, somebody was just telling me about this. This is crazy. And then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my bad about that. But um, awesome episode. Glad you're feeling better, man. And, yeah, COVID sounds, it sounds brutal. So I'm glad you're feeling better. Your table sounds dope. And I will call in with the pony vote. Peace out. Hey, Jules. Sounds like COVID was a hassle, but, it, you know, luckily to do the vaccine, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, glad you're feeling better. Glad you're getting over it. I am looking forward to playing in games with you in the future. And don't tell anybody, but I might be older than you. And I haven't bought a dining set at all because same thing, hand-me-downs. So I guarantee you, you're not the first person in that situation. Hey, Jules. I also wanted to say that uh, I'm glad you're back. Uh, I'm sorry you had COVID. I had it some time ago, and yeah, it was pretty debilitating. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better. And I had kind of imagined that your that your absence from podcasting was because you were having a lot of games to play, or you know that you'd made that long trek along those mountain roads and you know a portal had opened up and you found yourself in the fantasy realm and were having adventures or you know your career as a rock star had taken off any of those things could have been equally likely I thought but I am glad you're feeling better I also wanted to uh, thank Jason for pointing people toward that interview that Purple Druid had with me on his his channel Purple Druid Presents Wargaming Culture and uh, I actually have my own channel on YouTube. I think that's what Jason was alluding to. It was It's The Pink Phantom on YouTube. And I have a blog, thepinkphantom.blogspot.com. And oh, and uh, the podcast I just started up, Phantom Thoughts, right here on Anchor. And I'm getting it on some other platforms as well. So thank you, Jason. And thank you, Jules. Okay, so Joey... From Hindsightless, of course. Um, you never need to call into my episodes. I know you were bummed that you didn't get to like pick your pony vote, but um, you never have to. Um, I always appreciate listening to you and your very interesting thoughts. And honestly, we had already talked about it um, on the many phone calls that we make. In fact, uh, ringing Joey interrupted the recording of this episode because that's pretty standard for me. Um, <laughs> but um, yep. Thank you for calling in on this one. And I know you're going to be really excited about this next one. So I'm expecting um, call-ins, um, a big call-in um, from this one. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Jason, yeah, yeah. Uh, hand-me-downs are great. Uh, I've Most of my furniture in my house is hand-me-downs, you know. Um, like, I'll never need to buy a lounge um, set because... My mum gave me, well, mum, sort of mum, mum and dad, I guess. Um, dad didn't need an extra set of lounge furniture and mum had purchased it before she she passed away. Um, so, 
uh, I guess I have my mum's lounge set, um, which was pretty sweet. Uh, and I'll never need to buy another one because it's beautiful. Um, I say never. I probably will end up having to buy one at some point. But like, you know, like lounge sets are one of those things. Once you've got it, you've kind of got it, right? Like you don't really need it replaced until it breaks, I guess. I don't know how this one would break. It's just cushions. Anyway, um, yeah, the hand-me-downs are awesome. And secondhand furniture is the best because I feel like I'm at least recycling some stuff on this planet in a way that is good and healthy <laughs> yeah and also filling up my house full of furniture because I haven't actually gotten rid of the old dining room table or chairs they're just in a different place now so I just have so much furniture it's crazy anyway um and yeah I am feeling much better crew all of you um thank you for your lovely wishes for um my health and well-being um, I'm still kind of tired all the time and this week has been really rough because of that because of the rushing home to like paint and prep and sand and all of that kind of stuff and I haven't exactly been getting a lot of sleep so pretty tired but you know we're doing the best we can and we're just kind of making it work so um yeah and and everybody should go and follow all the things that Pink Phantom just told us um because I'm sure they're amazing and awesome and really interesting. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a fan of advertising other people's creativity and you should be too. So go and follow all of that. Okay, so on to the bit that everybody has been waiting for, including me. I've already recorded it and I'm still excited about it. So over to past Julia for Tales of Equestria. Off you go. Off you go. Keep listening. Why are you waiting here for? Oh, because I'm still talking. Yeah, that would be why. Bye. My little pony, my little pony, what is friendship all about? My little pony, my little pony, friendship is magic. Welcome back, ponies, to my Tales of Equestria, a Dragon's Bounty starter adventure uh, where we have been basically trying to stop a dragon on a rampage uh, who seems to be missing something important to him potentially and that's why he's rampaging. Uh, you do know from previous investigation that uh, the last time the dragon went on a rampage was because he lost his Cinderstone but it was just kind of missing in his, in his cave somewhere. So you wandered in there thinking maybe you could find it, help him out, um, and avoid him absolutely tearing apart the town. Uh, because, you know, he's a dragon and he's angry and he's having a temper tantrum. So uh, where we found ourselves in the last kind of episode, we had finished exploring the uh, Twisting Tunnels and had found ourselves inside an area called the Horde Chamber where we had not found the dragon, so it must be out somewhere else uh, currently, but we had found a plinth which had a name on it of Cinderstone and the Cinderstone absolutely missing from on top of this plinth. We had also found some kind of a gate, a portal, a something, um, like maybe into the fire plane, which you've heard about, uh, maybe that's where the Sultan of Cinders lives, maybe you've heard about, um, 
and uh, we had seen these little flame creatures called the kindlings uh, wandering around this chamber as well. They're carrying things with them, mostly gold pieces, small gems, other bits of treasure. Um, perhaps they have disappeared with the cinder stone as well. So that's kind of where we find ourselves here. And your choice last time was to convince the kindling to help you or to explore the tunnels further um, because this gate doesn't seem to be working right now. But uh, the kindlings can clearly use it so maybe they'd be able to help you so what did our ponies decide well let's listen to the call-ins to see man this is the first tough choice in a while i i don't know i don't know do we go to the plane of fire or we do go deeper down into the mountains it's it's a tough call but I sort of feel like we've been in the mountains for a long time and it might be time to go sane elsewhere. So I think, I think we got to go to the plane of fire, which means we got to talk to these kindling, which reminds me of mad balls. Uh, so mad balls were these little baseball sized squishy balls with these gross faces. They were around in the eighties and you could collect them and they were totally awesome. I don't know if you had them over there, but does anyone out there remember mad balls? Anyway, let's talk to the kindling. That's my pony vote. Peace out. As for the ponies, I think they should try to talk to the kindling. Hey, Jules. The Pink Phantom here. I want to talk to the embers. Maybe we can make a friend. Not only could they get us through the, the mirror, we could make a friend. We could have a little ember side sidekick, a companion. That would be fantastic. Yes, let's talk to the embers. Absolutely. Okay, ponies, so it looks like we're going to try and convince the kindling to help you. So we're turning to section 46. All right. Oh, okay, so we have to make a charm test. This does make sense. Uh, difficulty three, to convince a kindling to help us. Uh, okay, so charm test. Let's see. Uh, let's start with strong oak. A charm test is a D6. Uh, and difficulty three. So he has to roll over a three or more. Okay, strong oak is fine. Strong oak rolls a five, which is good. Five charm, just writing that down. Uh, all right, let's go with Thrilly Philly up next. Apparently Thrilly Philly also rolls a five. Five charm for Thrilly Philly. So it's all about Firebrand. Also has a D6. Everybody's got a D6 for charm on this one. So pretty even scores. Ooh. Okay, so Thrilly Philly gets a three, but three does it. Um, so three for charm. So we have managed to charm ourselves a wee little kindling. So this kindling seems to decide to join you for the time being, and it looks quite happy. So we get to add the kindling companion to our inventory. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, and it does say here, uh, if we'd failed, by the way, we get burned by the kindling. Um, <laughs> which makes sense. It's kind of fire. So um, it does say here, if we have the obsidian goblet, we turn to section 45, otherwise read on. So I'm not going to read on because we do actually already have the obsidian goblet because we've um, obtained that in a previous room. So what does it say? 
The words etched around the obsidian goblet suddenly spring to mind. A spark to open the way. The goblet was certainly linked with the volcano in some way, so perhaps it can be used to open a portal to the fire plane. You tentatively take out the goblet and hold it near to the portal frame. It starts glowing softly with an orange light, particularly when you put it in the middle of the frame, but nothing else happens and you still can't pour through the pass through the portal yourself. <laughs> pour through the portal. Um, pass through the portal yourself. And then it says down here, if you have the Cinderstone illustration turned to section 48, if you do not have it, we'd go to section 77. But we do actually have the Cinderstone illustration. We achieved that way back in the library, um, right back at the beginning of this adventure. So, I mean, that could be doing us some good right now. So let's have a look. Section 48. Okay. With the kindling and the obsidian goblet ready, you stand in front of the frame and prepare to try and open a portal. Then a thought occurs to you. If the Cinderstone really is behind this portal in the fire plane, maybe the Cinderstone illustration you made back in Van Hoover will help locate it, maybe even to open the portal to where it is. You direct the kindling into the goblet and it seems happy enough to oblige. It sits inside, comfortably crackling and letting out the occasional ember. You take the drawing of the cinderstone and you roll it up and you give it to the kindling inside the goblet. The parchment that the drawing is on starts to burn away as the kindling's body touches it. Quickly you thrust the goblet, kindling and burning parchment into the middle of the frame and flash! A spark of magic is immediately launched from the goblet to the side of the frame. Waves of flickering flames start to emerge from it as the goblet is suspended in the center of the frame. The kindling seems to glow even brighter than usual. There is a loud cracking from inside the frame and a mirror-like surface begins to appear inside. It still shifts and flickers as if it's made constantly of moving flames, but you start to see things in the fire. Another place, somewhere far away, the fire plane. You move slowly a hoof towards the portal, but it rapidly gets far too hot for you. You cannot pass through the portal even now. The image in the flames becomes clearer. A giant shining gemstone, expertly cut with the burning scarlet color like cinnabar. The Cinderstone! It's right on the other side, but how will we reach it? The image slowly broadens. You can see the Cinderstone, but it's not isolated. As you see more and more, you realize that the gem is mounted on a large gold band, a crown of some kind. Based on how big the Cinderstone is, the crown must also be large. You begin to see even more. The crown is sitting on the head of a creature. You cannot see all of it, so you're not sure of the size, but it is clearly made of magical flame like the kindlings. But it's much more frightening. A jagged face of dark lines is set into the raging fire. This is certainly an elemental. It must be this sultan of cinders that the words on the portal frame mention. The sultan is the one who took the cinderstone, seemingly for his own crown. Before you can think of what to do, the sultan speaks. Who calls upon me in my realm? The voice echoes inside your head. For a moment, you're stunned into silence. 
but you can see the cinder stone. If you get that back, the dragon will stop causing chaos. Gathering all of your courage, you reply, I'm a pony from Equestria. You're the Sultan of Cinders, aren't you? And you try and sound more confident than you feel. Oh, you know my name, the Sultan responds. He seems to be a proud being, so the fact that you knew his name might be a good thing. I am impressed that you would go so far as to light the portal open. Why have you done this? You consider how best to answer. If the Sultan is wearing the cinder stone on his crown, then clearly he intends to keep it. But how else will you get it back? There's no way around it. This portal leads from your realm to the lair of a huge red dragon in Equestria. The gem that's on your crown belongs to that dragon. If it is not returned, the dragon's anger will cause chaos in Equestria. So I need you to give it back. The sultan's face flickers as if the flames in the portal have grown stronger. He does not respond for a while, but eventually the mouth curls into a smile. Very well, says the sultan. What? You weren't expecting that. On one condition, I will return this gem to you. It will be exchanged for the chalice of black glass you used to open this portal. The sultan begins to grin. He must mean the obsidian goblet, but why would he want it? Is there a more sinister purpose behind this? Could this mean even more trouble for Equestria in the future? Well, ponies, this is your decision. If you ask why he wants the goblet, we'll turn to section 58. If you decide to exchange the goblet for the cinder stone, we'll turn to section 54. And if you refuse to exchange the goblet, we'll turn to section 51. It's all up to you, ponies. The future of Equestria is in your hands. What will you do? So that's it for today. Big My Little Pony and a lot of love for RPG, um, which is appropriate because RPG A Day is coming. It is coming. It is only a couple of days away. Uh, a day away? A day away for me. Oh, my God, it's tomorrow. Woo! Lots more episodes to do. Okay, so I'm probably going to put out one episode for, like, seven questions or something like that than trying to do um, 31 episodes this, this year. So uh, hopefully I can keep up with that. Uh, timetable and and keep that going so um, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing on um, people's podcasts what they have to say to these questions I kind of like you know I was kind of bummed at the start that um, it wasn't like word prompts and creativity and Joey could tell you that because I rung him and I was all bummed about it but actually you know what the world could definitely do with some positivity around RPG at the moment and these prompts are all really positive and pumped and talking about the best parts of RPG so I'm looking forward to hearing people just you know talk cool things about their experiences and who they'd love to join and why and how and all of those kind of places so yeah I've also got a lot of things to say about one of the last questions which is what should we do for next year because um yeah 
I always have a lot to say. Anyway, I need to get out of here. My God, Julia, stop talking. Okay, so I want to say a big thank you to my gems who I could not do this without. That's James, Jason, Barry, Liren, Ezekiel, KP, Joey, Dusty, Carl, and my newest BJ. So thank you very much. Um, you are amazing people. You enable me to do a lot of things, actually. So thank you for that. Thanks to my call-ins today. So we have Joey from Hindsight List, Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast, and Pink Phantom from, well, Pink Phantom, you heard it, uh, here today, folks. He was talking about where all the places you can find him. So go check those out again. Um, and if you're enjoying listening to Jules from NZ, give the show a review on the platform of your choice or go tell a friend about it. It really all helps. So um, I need to get out of here because um, I need to... Uh, <laughs> Go look after myself and do other things. So, kia pai to kotora, um, which is uh, have a nice day. I want you to have a nice day. I do. And noho oramai, stay well and look after yourself. Yeah, because it's freezing cold here. It's probably warm where you are, but it's freezing cold here and uh, colds and coughs as well as COVID is rampant everywhere. And so looking after yourself is hard. Okay, so in ihinora. Inohora, ihinohora. What was? What the hell was I saying? Inohora, kakiteano, aroha nui. Goodbye. I will see you again soon, and I love you, love you loads. So, mwah. Goodbye, bye.